Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight or today or whenever you happen to be watching. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world's leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. And we are more than just an awesome website. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by picking up your phone and searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. Video simulcasts of all of our podcasts can be found at Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic back catalog of episodes can still be found at vocnation.com. And for those of you who want to be part of the live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. We got the gang here all tonight. Gang, all here? Gang's here? I don't know. Dave Cotty's here. Follow him online at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found on the internet at Ballpark Hunter. The other guy, Dan Calachico, is here too. You can follow him at danlaw83. And my name is Paul Baker. You can follow me at Puckman R.I. So for those of you loyal listeners who've been listening to us for a while, you may remember way back in the day, we once did an episode that was focused only on stadium food. That was a pretty fun one, actually. Now, since we did the good, since now, you know, we did the good. We talked about our favorite stuff. Now, we're going to look at the other side, the dark side. Come with us to the dark side. They have cookies there. It's time to talk about some of our worst experiences with food at the ballpark. And so, uh, you know, you might be saying, so what makes these four idiots experts on the subject? Well, for me personally, I worked in concessions for the Pawtucket Red Sox from 2001 to 2012, and also for the New England Patriots from 2003 to 2009. So if the show gets slow, I may, I don't want to say dirt because there's no dirt in the food, but, you know, you may talk about some stories. So I think it's safe to say that between the thousands of games and events that this panel has attended, I think we got our bases covered. So let's get started. Hey, and you know what? I want to start off. I put it out on Twitter for our listeners to uh, share some of their bad food experiences. And one of the one of the responses goes right for one of the most sacred food items of any sporting event. I'm talking about the Masters, and I'm talking about the pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, one of our, you know, it's supposed to be legendary, right? Everybody's supposed to, when you go to the Masters, you got to get the pimento cheese sandwich. Our buddy Eddie Hoops has been to the Masters, and he says <laughs> that is the most disgusting thing ever. In his it sounds words, gross. Yeah, pimento. Once you put a pimento in anything for me, I'm done. But this was his description of the pimento cheese sandwich. He says, and I quote, it smells like puke, it looks like puke, and it tastes like puke. He says they make them early in the morning and store them out in the hot Georgia sun all day long, so... It just turned into a big pile of mush, I guess. Well, it, if that was on like a piece of protein, it might be a little bit different. And you're right. If it's fresh, if it's just sitting there in the hot Georgia sun all day, yeah, it's going to probably taste like crap. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I'm probably never going to go to the Masters. I know they'll never give us a press pass. <laughs> How can we do a review? They don't let yeah. you bring cameras. They don't. <laughs> it's it's like, I don't think they give anybody passes. I think it's a sacred place to go into. So uh, I, I couldn't tell you, but if you just take, I assume the pimento cheese sandwich is just cheese on a bread, correct? I, I think it's very simple ingredients. Yeah, the, the special yeah, pimento cheese. I, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a fan of pimento cheese to begin with, unless you have a little bit on it. Yeah, on, on like a, a, a chicken sandwich or a burger, but I'm looking at a picture right now. It looks like it's a lot of cheese 
Makes me think of the, uh, the olive loaf. Any of you guys ever have the olive loaf processed meat? I've had that, yes. Oh, my wife loves it. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand that. No, I don't have it that often. <laughs> I think I'd rather have that than the pimento cheese sandwich. This just tells you what I think about that. Yeah. Or uh, what do you call that? Uh, oh, something, something head cheese, which is sort of like a, a meat as well. All sorts of gelatized meat and parts of the pig on a loaf. Isn't of, head cheese brains? No, well, well, it could be parts of brain. Well, I don't think they put parts of brains into uh, the product I buy, but no, I think brains are brains. But yeah, look it up. Look up head cheese. I'm typing it in right now. Keep talking. I did, not, and I hate it. Not that I've ever had that at a ballpark. Yeah, I don't think that would be on many ballpark menus. No, no, no. Head, I know head cheese head- is brains. Head cheese is very high in sodium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I know in Evansville, you can get a, a deep fried uh, brain sandwich. Not at the ballpark at Bossy Field, but at a restaurant that's famous for it. Apparently, they, they love it down there. Why would you eat head cheese? This is disgusting. Yeah, you know. Head cheese it's is all dangerous. different parts. It's all the leftover <laughs> yeah, parts. It's like you fat, the cheek, Ooh. yeah, the hat. Yeah, well, that's what do you think goes into all uh, your hot dogs? <laughs> Flesh okay. from the head of a calf or a pig, or less commonly a sheep or cow, and often set in aspic. I don't even know what aspic is. The parts of the head used may vary, but the brain, eyes, and ears are usually removed. Okay. The tongue and sometimes even the feet and heart may be included. Yeah. So yeah, you get all sorts of little bits and pieces. And I didn't see any little, cheese in there. Little, well, little thanks jump. to those three people who showed up to watch and listen and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Head shades. <laughs> As right. you've okay. bailed. <laughs> yes well you know what I, I may just uh next year for the 2023 fan food vote have head cheese sandwiches at the ballpark Ooh. we'll see we'll see if that makes a finalist anywhere yeah if you win i'm not i'm not coming for that one Sorry, no man. no we're not, we're not gonna have you throw the first pitch we're banning you from the ballpark Mark. why, <laughs> why you would you request state. such a hideous conception head cheese okay Enough with the head right, cheese. Let's, let's get on. Fo- let's get focused. Ballpark Dan, food, stadium. Dan, food. I think this was your idea. This show. So, and you have a story you've been itching to tell. Do you want to lead us off with it? Sure, because I can beat head cheese now. You don't want to follow? Uh, up I, can, no. I can joke a little bit with some stories. No, I can follow. Uh, trust me. I the picture for those who are watching the, on YouTube and the picture on. Uh, <laughs> on the site you can uh you can tell th- th- no 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 this is this is the place i'm going to talk about that is the picture that i've chosen this time for this episode philadelphia the land of the cheesesteaks and somehow for years prior to the pandemic the wells fargo center screwed that up or should i say campos compost or as i call it compost the most disgusting thing i've ever tasted Ever, and I've eaten a lot of crap, as you can see, especially at stadiums and, and, and arenas. My God, how can you screw up cheesesteaks in, in, in the city that has that it's about cheesesteaks? The most revolting thing ever eaten at the Wells Fargo Center. I think they're gone now. So I think our days are are clear going forward, sail, sailing forward. But compost has a name of great like outside of the arena compost has a great name and a great reputation 
to the point where I think I tried it four or five times before I gave up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the hockey game. I'm going to have a compost cheese. I'll try. This sucks. And then you go to a year later. I'll try another one. After five times, I'm like, no, no. You know what? I'm not going to eat anything at all. I'm just going to get cheesesteak after this. It is disgusting. It was dry. There's barely any cheese on it. If you ordered it with mush, um, with um, onions, it would just fall apart. The perfect cheesesteak is something that is greasy and gooey, and that grease and goo holds that sucker together. So when you bite into it, the grease drips off, but the sandwich stays together. This thing went all over the place, and they don't give you a plate. They just give you the wrapping that it's in and that flimsy little cardboard box. You're supposed to sit at your seat, watch a hockey game, and not have that go all over the place. You look like a goddamn fool in the middle of this. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. It makes me so mad. Bad memories. That's just so terrible. Terrible. I've never, I've never had a worse cheesesteak. And again, looking at me, I had a lot of them. And this is the worst. Jersey Mike's makes a better cheesesteak than compost in the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, God. Did you have one there before? Is yeah, the comp- compost the, the the place that runs uh, the cheesesteaks at Citizens Bank Park too, or is that Tony Luke? I don't. I that's Tony Luke's at the Citizens Bank Park. Because okay. I had one there, and I, I was going to say it wasn't that bad. It wasn't great. No, wasn't no, bad. Tony Luke's. Tony the, the Tony Luke's at the stadium is is well, it's fucking gourmet. I'm sorry, it's gourmet compared to. I'm not adding that out. Sorry, folks. It's gourmet can, compared to. The compost cheesesteak at Wells Fargo Center. I don't know. I just, there's no excuse for as much as you're paying for food in an arena anyway. And I wasn't even mad for me. Like, I was mad that I was like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to. But you got, you talk up that sandwich. All Philly people, me included, even you guys, even people who aren't from the city, talk up a cheesesteak sandwich when they're good. I called it a cheesesteak sandwich. Relax, everybody. They all talk up a cheesesteak. But you can't get it anywhere else if you go, unless there's a Philly-owned restaurant somewhere like in L.A. or down south or uh, in the Midwest. I, I think Here in Indy. San- yeah. yeah, we have Penn's. What is it called? Penn, Penn, uh, Penn Station. Penn Station. Penn Station. You get actual ingredients from the area. You're, you're going to get a steak and cheese. You're not going to get a cheese steak. There's a place up in Massachusetts called um, D'Angelo's. Old DM. Many, many more. Most of them going on. Yeah. Business. Well, I'll tell you why, because their sandwiches suck. But that's that's <laughs> I don't know. I always like the number nine, but that was it. Yeah, but if you go up there and get a cheesesteak, you're getting a steak and cheese. It's not the same. A steak and cheese is not the same as a no, cheesesteak. That is basically what you got at Compost at the Wells Fargo Center. You spent eight to eleven dollars on a steak and cheese in the city of cheesesteaks. It's sacrilegious, but then you get people traveling. You talk up this cheesesteak, how we're this is the greatest thing in the world. We're from Philly. This is what we eat. This is our staple. Blah, 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 blah. And then they walk in out of towners that are coming to see their team play the Flyers or their team play the Sixers. They go to compost and they're like, this is it. This is what it is. This sucks. <laughs> no, that that's disappointing. And. There should be no reason for that because, you know, if you have a, a cheesesteak sandwich in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area, it, it's unbelievable compared to 
what you have at a stadium. Now, there are a lot of right. stadiums who are making better products now. You're paying a little bit more for them. Uh, but I could assist, you know, I'll, I'll, when I get my turn, I'll talk, I'll talk about something that I love that stadiums always ruin. But go ahead. You, know. you got the floor. Oh, I got the hey, floor hey, now. Hey, hold on. No, no, you don't. I just wanted to fl- uh, finish this off and people think, okay, no, Mark. That's no real quick, real quick, no, because we- before we started that episode, you were like, are we going to get sued? And I know you were kind of kidding, but I just wanted to verify <laughs> that I, I oh, looked God. it up yesterday and today just to feel better, to make sure I was not crazy. She stayed at the Wells Fargo Center review of Compost Philly, two stars out of five. <laughs> now, to be fair, a compost deli on Market Street gets five stars. All right, that yeah, I was going to ask that. Is it better if you went to the restaurant? Yes, as to go into that's the stadium? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You might be able to say that for a lot of the food we're going to talk about today, though. How do you skimp on that at the arena? And charge double. <laughs> yeah, and ch- yeah, and charge eight to eleven dollars for a smaller version, a smaller dry version of what? Uh, listen. I'm gonna is finish that, it off by. I'm gonna uh, go ahead, Mark. Is that is that all the time? How many times have you had the compost cheesesteak to say, "Hey, this sucks. You can't make five. it right." Five. five. Okay, that's good. That's a good number. Um, that is yeah, that's what I said. I, I said I tried it five times, and I was like, "No, I'm done." Oh, okay. Because again, I've had one outside, you know, in the in the middle of in the middle of the street. Yeah, I walked in the middle of the street eating the cheesesteak. No, but you I might mean, as well. Out in the wild, that in Philly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But out in the wild, that restaurant's great. They make bad sandwiches at all. I just wanted to finish by saying this. Quote me on this: A cheesesteak's main ingredients is TLCS, tender, loving care, and sweat. Okay, okay. the dude making it has to sweat on the grill and mix it in with the ingredients that are on that sandwich. Again, gooey. Greasy, that's the adhesive. And if you, it, it, this was the opposite of that. And again, every time I went there, blew my mind. Uh, badass says, I'm forever searching for a good cheesesteak. Go to the city. The answer is go into the city. Yeah, go into no- the city. Go literally go into the city, throw a dart, and go in that direction. No, no comparison. Absolutely. As someone who's visited Philly and not a big fan of cheesesteaks, but when I go down there, there you go, Dan. It's not, I'm not getting cheesesteaks. I'm getting steak and cheese. Yeah, it's not the same. And there's nothing wrong with the steak and cheese, but it's not the same. And yeah. Badash, my last event, uh, advice to you, if you want to do the tourist thing, go to Geno's and Pat's. My advice is to avoid Geno's and Pat's and go to go to like Mel's. Go go down South Street and go to a random deli. Yeah, Anything. No. Just or don't pizzeria to, that makes yeah, a cheese or pizza. Any any sandwich shop in the city other than Pats and Gino's. You can go to Pats and Gino's. Different experience. What about that's, gyms? That's mine. Would you go gyms to gyms? Gyms is good. I'd go to gyms. Long line. Long line, so, but. I can't say the name of the place that used to. I can't. It, it used to be called the word. <laughs> it's the guy. It was the person's name, and it, it's the. I can't say the word or even allude to it. They had to change this name, and I forgot what the name to. They made great stuff. donkeys across the river in Camden. Camden, a little different, but very good. 
It's very good, though. Very good. But, and 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 if you go into Jersey or Philly and you go to a Jersey Mike's, delete my number from your phone. I only go to Jersey Mike's because every birthday I get a free sub. And they're good for, for being out here, but yeah. Yeah, for being gonna, out there. I was going to ask you guys what you would recommend for, for cheesesteaks being from the area. There's a great place in uh, there's a great place. Well, Jim's Tony Luke's Those are my uh, is chicks open anymore. <laughs> Lee's Hokey Tony. house. He's, uh, there's a great place right over the bridge of Cherry Hill called Phil's Deli and Market. And I'm not the, just saying that because he's a friend. The Reading Market has has a good Reading Terminal Market. Reading Terminal. Yeah. Love going yeah. to Reading Terminal Market. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. And yes. and roast. See, I like my cheesesteaks with uh, broccoli, Rob. And provolone. Oh, interesting. Which some people say is a traditional way to eat it, but I don't know. Maybe that's from the old, old, old days. I don't know. I go to Philly. I get a roast pork sandwich now. So, and I, I get the broccoli rob and the provolone on it. Yeah. No. And and of course, the roast pork sandwich is awesome. Philly's that, other ass- other famous. Yeah, sandwich. roast pork sandwiches is starting to kind of grow in popularity. Yeah. This reads these comments where we go to Mark. Um, uh, Badash says small mom and pop food places are always better. May fail some health codes, but good food. Um, Absolutely, Badash. A lot of sweat. Uh, uh, Gregory, uh, Gregory, like I don't know any. Uh, Greg says, uh, remember when John Kerry decided to order a Swiss cheese on his cheesesteak? Lost Pennsylvania. And the course of history was forever changed. The cafeteria at the county jail here got three stars on Google Maps. Apparently, they make a mean pepper steak on Thursdays. Wow. And this only gets two. <laughs> a mean to- <laughs> oh, it's just, just, oh, God. if I wanted a steak, I'd order steak. You put it on a roll. So apparently, compost and um, Rita's. Are out of the Wells Fargo Center as of last year. Good. Oh, you don't like the frozen been, custard? No, I love no no Rita's. Uh, I love Rita's, else. but I'm saying that compost is out. Good. Bye. <laughs> that may dance day. I'm done. Delessandros. You like Delessandros? Delessandros. That's the other one I was trying to remember. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I have that's the one I, everybody tells me I should go to. I haven't been there yet. That's uh Germantown, I believe. Yes, go, somewhere. Go to it. Go. Okay, okay. I'll go there. I'll go there right now. Bye. Well, yeah, right now. Get out of here right now. I stopped at Jersey Mike's on the way home, so I got a Jersey Mike sub upstairs. I hope it's not a steak and cheese now. What kind <laughs> is it? I no, no. The Jer- Jersey about Jersey Mike's. If you're in Jersey or Philly, there's no don't reason go. to go there. No. There's well, no I'm reason. Like, that's like living up where I live here in New England and going to Red Lobster. Or go to McDonald's to get the muck crab, muck lobster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but where I live, it is the closest thing to a cheesesteak without going on the other side of it being a steak of cheese, right? They make it in the Jersey Philly way as close as they can. Where Mark lives, same deal. Yeah. Jersey Mike's acceptable, but I swear to God, if I see one of my friends who live in Jersey or are revisiting family in Jersey and they're stopping at Jersey Mike's, I'm going to throw a heavy, heavy, heavy object at you. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, that's a threat. I said it. For legal reasons, I... it's an anecdote. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, all right, Mark. Why not, why all right. You good night, everybody. With, that, with, a, with good. a bad food take. Bad food take. Uh, well, I, not I a bad love... food take. Uh... <laughs> 
You know, when I go to ballparks and they say they have barbecue sandwiches or barbecue nachos, pulled pork, I have to look at it because a lot of times it comes from a plastic tube and God only knows what kind of meat that is that's been saturated in terrible barbecue sauce. Uh, but I went to a ballpark and I had their I had their uh, pulled pork nachos and it was horrible. It was I don't know if it came from a plastic tube. They said they made it there. But it was just saturated in barbecue sauce. Might as well have been and, in plastic too. And, yeah, exactly. probably, you were probably just eating almost straight barbecue sauce. And I'm <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this is like the worst thing imaginable. And I was worried it was going to be like this. But this place also makes some cheesesteak nachos, which I should have got those. To be honest with you, speaking of cheesesteak nachos, these are horrible. I was like, oh my god, I have to eat this, and it's like. You know, it's heavy barbecue sauce with God knows what kind of terrible ingredients in. And but then again, I've been to some places where you had some really good barbecue. And, you know, if uh, if I'm in Memphis at a ballpark or Texas or uh, St. Louis, even uh, what's another good place The Carolinas, I'm expecting some good barbecue uh, if they serve it at the stadium. But here in Indiana, oh, stay away from that because it looks good. It just doesn't taste good. So that's like the worst thing I, I can imagine getting is pulled pork nachos with that horrible saturated processed meat or whatever the heck's in there sitting on my nachos or ruining the flavor. Just give me the nachos with cheese and I'd be happy. <laughs> that drives me crazy. That's like the that's the thing that bothers me because I love barbecue and I've been spoiled. I've been out to Kansas City. I've been out to uh, Austin. And I've been to some of these other places that make it really well. And that's just such an insult. It's like, don't even advertise that you have pulled pork nachos because that's not what it is. But I think some people grow up on that stuff. They don't know better. Oh, hey, honey, you're an idiot. You want some pulled pork nachos? Yeah. <laughs> get, get the plastic tub out. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's... That's the first thing, and I can tell you some other things. So I don't know what you guys feel well, about that's that. That's what we're here for. So I don't know. You guys are you guys are too young to remember this, but I remember when I first started going to games at the tender young age of seven or eight. It was you know in the seventies. I mean, ballpark food has no. exploded since then. Just I the mean, basics. fancy fancy food back then was hot dog, maybe a hamburger. You know, a cheeseburger at a ball game was a treat because you were getting something big. Yeah. Um, Sodas, I remember, and if anybody listening used to go to Fenway Park way back in the day, you will remember this. I tell people this now, and they look at me like I'm crazy, but it would come in little plastic cups covered in cellophane with, you know, you know, uh, saran wrap over the top. It, yeah. You couldn't get bottles or cans of soda. It wasn't a nice fountain. So there was some guy in the back room taking a bottle of soda, pouring it into the little hundreds and hundreds of little plastic cups. And then sealing them with styrofoam, and the vendors would walk around with these trays of cups. Probably only cost a quarter back then. Oh yeah, but you were getting cheaper. You were getting warm flat soda, <laughs> and I, I still remember that that to this day as a kid. And I remember, you know, having a hot dog. And a funny story one time, I used to even as a young kid, I knew what I liked when I went to the ballpark. So I would always get to go to one Red Sox game every year for my birthday. So my birthday's in the summer, and I would beg my mom to get us seats over the top of the, the entryways, the vomitories. So that way there would never be anybody in front of me. 
Okay, made sense, right? Little kid, people stand up, you can't see anything. So, but one day I was eating a hot dog, and you know, as a seven, eight, nine year old kid, you what did you put on a hot dog? A pound and a half of ketchup, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one time I was eating my hot dog, and what happened? The hot dog went out the other end of the bun, and what? I was sitting on the edge, so it went over the side. And unfortunately, some poor lady was walking up into the seating area just as my hot dog was falling over. Did you kill this, this poor lady? lady? I gave her a, a total ketchup bomb. So she just had a head full of ketchup. And... <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's not bad. That's not a bad food story, but that's, well, a bad experience, I guess. No, it's a great food story. She's alive, I right? I, I don't know. I was, I was nine, so I hid. No, I mean, she lived <laughs> then is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm hoping so. I, I didn't kill her. I didn't kill. Her. I just think you know it was like one of those things. Now she's got a head full of ketchup. Um, you know that was like the second most traumatic thing that ever happened to me in a ballpark, second to the the trough you had to pee in. Oh God, yeah, that's as a young boy surrounded by all these old guys it was not fun. Can I go in the stall, Daddy? Well, my dad never took me to a game, so I wouldn't ask him. Anyway, <laughs> we're on the subject of hot dogs. We were at a game one time, my wife and I, and we uh, were at a place that only took cash. And we only had about 6 or $7 between the two of us. Luckily, it was a small place. So we were able to get two hot dogs and two sodas. So I went, I got everything, paid for it, turned around. Pam was already finished with her hot dog. And I said, you ate that awfully fast. And her response to me was, I had to eat it fast. It was so terrible, I couldn't stand looking at it. Jesus. That's how hungry she was and how bad the hot dog was. Just, you know, as an example of an undercooked hot dog, I guess. Ooh, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, when I asked on Twitter for some of some of our listeners' bad food stories, they got a lot of undercooked food stories. And yeah. yeah. No, as that, someone who's worked in concessions, yeah, that happens. It does. Well, that and, and then, like, you think about the hot dogs. You could go to some places and the hot dogs are amazing. Like, when I went to Minnesota and went to those small town ball ballparks and ch- town ball ballparks in Chaska and Meesville. They had some of the best hot dogs and they had some of the best uh, brats because they were locally made uh, from some butcher in town and they were grilled. I hate when they boil a hot dog. I hate when they use the cheapest quality uh, chicken, pork, beef hot dogs and they boil them and the bun's cold. Or worse, when it's been sitting in the warmer under the light, under the heat lamps for a couple hours. And so now the bun is turned into a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I know some places, uh, like it's funny with, it, I always try to grab a hot dog at a stadium, but sometimes it's, you ask, Hey, how are you cooking your hot dog? Well, if they're boiling it or it's been sitting under a lamp for 20, you know, a few hours, cause there's not a lot of people there. Yeah. No pass. I'll, I'll try. To, I'll get something later, but yeah, a hot dog. I mean, I like when it's grilled. I like when it's steamed or fried. And the bun's a little toasted or a little steamed, but yeah, you, that that could get messed up too. And then you're like, "Oh, what did I just eat?" And even worse, Mark, is when a place is doing a promotion like a quarter hot dog yes. night or a ten cent hot dog night because you're not a little secret here. The regular hot dogs, I'm going to take McCoy Stadium for example. They were what we would call um, four to one, not four to one because that would be a quarter pound, um, like ten to one. So like ten hot dogs made a pound. Those were your regular hot dogs. When you were doing the special night, like quarter hot dog or other places, they would be like 25 to one. Mm. So you were getting like this little teeny tiny okay. thing. 
Yeah. But yeah, um, our buddy Michael Harris said one of the worst hot dogs he ever had at the ballpark was on a 10 10 hot dog night. Yeah. So. No, I, I remember going up to CL Brown Stadium in Battle Creek. They were grilling the hot dogs and they, they were tasty and they were like 10 cent hot dogs that night. Uh, but when Victory Field here in Indianapolis does their, their dollar hot dogs, you, you can tell you're not getting, you know, yeah, you can tell you're getting what you paid for. So, yep. Uh, and well, then, and like, you know, yeah. You know, some of the most legendary food items are hot dogs at ballparks. Like in Boston, the Fenway Frank is legendary, and everybody says they're fantastic. You got to have them. If I never eat another Fenway Frank in my life, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> well, they're what not, makes a Fenway Frank? Is it specially made? Special spice mix okay. that goes in with the pork and the veal. At the ballpark, I'm just, I don't know. It's for the reasons you said. Being boiled, sitting out yeah. for a while. Oh, I hate you know if you if you actually if you get one and put it on the grill and you cook it up, it'll be fantastic. Yes, but at the ballpark, oh. and especially at the ballpark for four fifty or whatever they go for nowadays. Oh well, I, I yeah, I was at a Purdue baseball game this week and they were charging five bucks. Like, dang, five bucks. And the same goes for the Dodger dog. Very overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't had that one. And I went to a game in Oklahoma City one time, and I, you know, I haven't hadn't been to Dodger Stadium yet. So I was like, "All right, they've got Dodger dogs here. It's a Dodgers affiliate." So I went to the guy and asked him about the Dodger dogs. He says, "No, they're not Dodger dogs. We just say they are." <laughs> so if you're in Oklahoma City, you're getting a counterfeit Dodger dog, man. That's good to know. I wonder what they're trying to pass off as a Dodger and, dog. Yeah, I don't know what makes the Dodger dog a Dodger dog, what but makes it's it... not a Dodger dog in Oklahoma City. Oh, oh, okay. So any other bad food experiences? Uh, let me see what I got here. Uh, Ever been Greg, sick? Gregory, Greg, me? Well, I've been sick. For- like like after eating at a ballpark and you just had like a bad case of food poisoning. <laughs> New Jersey. In New Jersey. In yeah. New Jersey. Oh, thank you, Dave, for joining us. I'm glad you're complimenting right. the great state of New Jersey. No, actually. Uh, where were you? Wife- Devils game? Uh, no, that was where my daughter got sick. Was oh. that the Devil's Game? God, it's, it's on the collection of dehydrated at a game in New Hampshire one time. On the brand spanking new floor of the Prudential Center. Oh, walked out more than it deserves. And... <laughs> That's more than it deserves. So you do good. not mock the arena. We just need you know, a goal and some defense. For me, uh, for me it, was, it was the next night at the Izod Center. Oh well, there you go. So, there you okay, go. that that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> is that mall still there that they never finished? Barely. That thing is losing money by the minute. They just lost probably like a million dollars since we started this podcast. Who builds a mall nowadays? Well, An when they built who lost it, millions of dollars. Oh well, they started that like twenty years ago. That's the problem. Yeah, it's been a long time, and it's, it's been through hard. four different owners and. Four different usage, and it never got finished. And it's, it's supposed to be called Xanadu, and then like some of the designs are outdated. And I'm telling you, that name Xanadu's Xanadu. cursed. And stop it, Paul. Love that movie. No, why? I know uh, it's a piece of crap. No, Olivia Newton John and ELO, man. Love yeah, it. great music. It's cheese tastic. It's a horrible and she, movie. And but Gene I love it. Kelly dancing, you know, but last... you know what was terrible? The Broadway play of Xanadu. Yeah. Yes, I went. And I saw can it. see that. I, I would, hey, I thought about seeing that too when uh, the wife and I were in New York a few years back. It was either that or the suspect now. Either that or the bring it on, but we couldn't get tickets. So one time yeah. I went to a Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs game and someone crapped their pants and tried to flush them down the toilet with predictable results. 
but I don't know if it was from the food. I just had to look at the toilet after. That's from Greg. Gregory has loved this topic because he blew up my Twitter account with all kinds of stories. <laughs> Let's see. I had a Dodger dog. Uh, Bad Ashes had a Dodger dog. It was a hot dog. Nothing special. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. I, I had a Dodger dog. I was like, really? This was... And I don't, I avoid hot dogs because, you know, they, I don't know. I'm not jazzed right. about hot dogs. So, um, you know, we're all Stadium Journey writers. And when we, when we do a reviews of places, one of the big, one of our seven categories is food. I, I'm going to be honest with you all out there. I barely ever eat the food when I go to a ballpark or a hockey arena or whatever. And I haven't in years, Paul. It's literally been 10 years, yeah. maybe a little less. Am I, I just... I don't eat. I don't. I don't bother spending the money now. Nope. Am I a bad stadium journey writer, or am I just smart? No, no. You're you're frugal because they charge way too much for crap food. Well, that's well, one of the reasons. The price. Another is the quality. I mean, while there is some fantastic food, I'm going to say that, and it's getting better all the time. Dave, you oh yeah, the food's out. Story really. about back in the day. All right, Paul um, McCartney. Yeah, I I, but, I was. <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather go to a local place that I've always wanted to try and. And spend the same amount of money and get a whole meal. So that's, that's the thing. E- even if you don't go to a cheesesteak place in Jersey in Philly, Chickie and Pete's is a block and a half less right away from the arena. Why would you eat? Why would you buy the food at the arena? And well, you pay the, twice as much. The, uh, price. You see, with me, I, I don't like the prices at the arena, so I'd rather wait. Uh, now, there's okay. some places. Yeah, there's some places you go. Like when I went to the Purdue game. The, the food was a little bit high and it wasn't anything exciting. So I waited to get something afterwards at dog and suds because you know, I don't go to, I don't go to dog and suds too often. Nice little thing, but I could tell you, I got sick one time at an arena. It's when I was uh, reviewing the Cincinnati cyclones and uh, they had a PR director and broadcast named Everett Fitzhugh. Who's now the play-by-play broadcaster for the Seattle Kraken. Bless and you. he's, and he's like, welcome to the Cincinnati Gardens or the U.S. Bank Arena, whatever it was called at the time. And he's like, we have Cincinnati chili for you in the press room. Help yourself. Make conies. Make three ways, which is pasta with chili and cheese. In the and press like, box. Oh. In uh, the, the, not the press box, the press, the, yeah. the press area where you eat. So, oh, th- that arena. Talk, talk about their press box. It was like a couple of, like, uh, black pieces of wood that they stuck up on old seats and they called it the press box. Anyway, I go in there and I'm like, oh, Cincinnati chili. Let me make a Coney. Let me make a three-way. Oh my God. I had to stop so many times on that way home back to Indianapolis that night. <laughs> oh, I, never, I never wanted to eat Cincinnati style chili again. Oh. Everett, you made me sick. God bless you. And you're in Seattle. Kick some ass, but ooh. <laughs> I, I bet you don't miss the Cincinnati style chili. And and it's because of you. I don't need it anymore. That was like the last time I had it. You know, when I have friends, I go, hey, let's go get some Skyline chili. Heck no. I'm okay with Skyline chili. Oh, never, never had it. <coughs> yeah. Dave, I'm sorry. Like, you were saying something and I hijacked the thread. So go ahead, man. Yes, we did. It, it's we're a proud. condiment. Um, yeah, no, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good take right there. Chili, what? not a meal, a condiment. It's, yeah, well, Cincinnati chili is a condiment for sure. Yeah, totally. You don't just have that's a big team. bowl of chili by itself. No, you have to pour it. <laughs> you have to, yeah, you have to pour it on crap. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. I, I, I I'm kind of with you, Paul. I, I guess one of the, um, the big, uh, 
challenges of being a writer is is how is it even possible to to rate both the neighborhood and the food at, on the same visit, right? Like it's hard. You're not you're not you're going right. out and eating before and after or before or after and at the ballpark or at the You haven't seen the average weight of the stadium journey writer, have you? No. <laughs> Wrigleyville. If you're, um, if you're watching YouTube. I, I, don't know. I get there's some there are some bad food spots in uh, in Canadian University. I remember uh, I was on on the podcast with uh, with Jim Mullen and uh, uh, the Canadian uh, University football podcast. And and one of the questions they asked me is where was the best the best food? And I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, it's not all bad, but it's it's pretty basic, basic. Um, yeah, that, like that'd be the better word, to, basic, not bad. If you go to see, like, the University of Toronto hockey team, um, you can bring a quarter or two and get some gumballs that are probably turn of the century, like in those red uh, hockey arena little vending machine <laughs> things. Um you know, they always have the gumballs turn over. Okay. Uh, there's, there's sometimes there's peanuts. I'm like, who ever puts in a quarter for the peanuts? Um, or there's like the, the poor sad student who's working the popcorn machine and, and like, that's it. Right. So uh, I, I've, I can't say I've had too many bad food experiences. Um, I guess one would be in all places uh, in Pittsburgh um, and in all places at uh, Primanti Brothers, and this was this was a lesson to me. Uh, so we went to Primanti Brothers, and I, I and I want to say it was at Heinz Field. And you know, I I was with uh, I was with a friend who had never been before, and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. You gotta <laughs> you gotta do you know Primanti Brothers, right? And we got the the Pittsburgher, mm -hmm. right at Primanti Brothers. Mm -hmm. And it taught me such a huge lesson, which was like, when you find something good, you just stick with it. That's and right. not that it was horrible, but it was too much stuff. It was just not the capicola and cheese. Right. Like it was not even close. And I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is not that great. Right. So, yeah, I have not had the, and cheese. <laughs> it, I have not had the, uh, the Pittsburgher. I actually, to be, to be fair, I've been to Primanti Brothers, you know, probably twenty to twenty-five times since then, and I've never had anything but the but the Capicola cheese. <laughs> Badass says, as someone who goes to Reds and Bengals games, you don't buy the Cincy chili; you rent it for a couple of hours. Mm. This is the truth. <laughs> You're muted. Uh, oh, okay. But, the, but yeah, Dodger dogs, I like. I had one on principle because, you know, well, it's Dodger Stadium. That's how Dodger it came dog. up, yeah. That's how and it came up, yeah. Meh. Meh. I don't know. So um, the, tre the trend now is, you know, away from the basic stuff. And, and when we're, we're talking about bad food, we're not talking about, you know, you go to a small place and, you know, all they, they don't have the capability to make much more than just, you know, hot dog snacks. So that's what you expect. And it's good for a snack and it'll fill the hole till after the game when you go somewhere real. Um, but some places now are just going like crazy with portion sizes and uh, prices and ingredients. Like you go to Arizona, you know, Chase Field, you get a hot dog, you can spend 25 bucks and get like a six foot long hot dog or something like that with all kinds of crap on it. 
this a this a good trend or a bad trend? Yeah, I I don't understand. I don't understand people. Um, you understand people. You're a psychologist, I guess. That doesn't mean uh, I understand them. <laughs> I don't understand, and especially in the NFL, I don't understand going to an NFL game. And maybe this is why people in Buffalo are smarter than everybody else. Um, going to an NFL game, you're paying like a hundred bucks a ticket at least, maybe at more. Least. Yeah. And then you're paying like fifteen bucks a beer at ten to twelve beers in a game. And I think now uh, it's you're now it's like fourteen, fifteen minimum. You're probably you might even be paying twenty bucks a beer. I don't know. Places. I don't know. We were just at the Jays game and and, and the prices are like whew, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um now we we had uh I we had um so Mary Browns. We had a Mary Browns, which is like a it's a it's actually a Newfie fried chicken chain. Um, so it's one of the one of the few things that have come out of Newfoundland that I know of and has really kind of stuck and and moved westward. So we had so Mary Browns is now at the Rogers Center. This is sort of a big deal, I guess. I don't know. So uh, we got some we got some Mary Browns. Like a chicken sandwich and and tater tots and a water cost me like twenty five bucks, and uh, you know there was no there was no Mater D or like linen napkins or anything like that. Like, like holy moly! And then and now with the because um, almost everywhere it's either cashless or almost cashless. Like every time you put your card down, they're asking about a tip. Seriously, and and of don't, course you know don't be skimpy, don't, don't skimpy, don't skimp. Fifteen percent. Well, hang on a second. How is somebody behind the no, counter no, of my twenty-five dollar meal like fifteen no, no. percent? They turned that? around, took it out of the warmer. They turned exactly. around, took it out of the warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> if somebody you, man, serve, to... if someone's serving it to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, not I not just, remember, just like that. I remember the the amount of tips that the girls at McCoy would take home every game. I wonder why. For, well, yeah, but and those guys in the back are doing all the work, sweating our bashes off, and making less money. So you so, yeah. weren't you wearing like a, short a enough pot? shorts, Paul. You didn't have oh, the yes, universal pot kind of thing, or where all the no. And I tried and... to get that to happen, and I argued and argued and argued and. Nope, nope. Paw Sox management didn't want any part of that. They didn't want to be. So, nope. When I used to run the, the smaller barbecue stands, yeah, we would just throw it all in and split it evenly, but not in the big stands. And that's when they, that's when you get someone who comes back and complains about the concessions. You'd say to the girl, sorry, it's on you. You go deal <laughs> with it. I don't care how bad it was. Yeah, when I was the manager, yep, you go deal with it. You're making more than me. Hey, uh, you know what? And uh, bad food experiences are not limited to this side of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, our our buddy uh, Brett Brett Marr, I was talking about meat pies because one night I guess I got a meat pie, and he kind of chimed in. I didn't get it at a ballpark; I just got it at a local place. So I had, hey, do they sell sell meat pies over there? And you know, are they the same and everything? And he said, you know what? I have meat pies are sold in the stadiums there. It's a very popular concession item. And he said that he has never found a good one in any English soccer stadium. And he's tried them all, he says. 
I can't imagine eating a meat pie at a game. It seems you know, a little it, involved. I mean, that goes for a lot of it. We were just talking about like the fancier foods, and I feel that way about chicken wings. I wouldn't order chicken wings if I'm sitting in my seat. Mm-hmm. Anything you can eat silverware for or, you know, it's involved. When you're at your seat, you want something easy. You got the beer in this hand or the drink. I got a hot dog or a hamburger, something I can hold. Maybe nachos. Nachos is about as as big as I would go in my seat. Maybe if I'm sitting down somewhere in the ballpark, it would be different. But Yeah, see, now there's a bad, there's a consistently bad item. Like just the regular nachos uh, with the, with the, the bag of cheese, yeah, or the or the or the, the the cup, which basically they just put the the cheese cup or whatever in the under the, the heat lamp and yeah, that's that's one that I I really try and steer clear of. But I'm with you. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't eat a lot. I, but my theory is like, I could eat at this ballpark, or I could come back for another game the next day, pay the same price. <laughs> But that's yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So Depends on what thinking. we're doing. If we're like with the whole family and it's like you know we're buzzing around all over the place, and then you know, well, what's our dinner plan? And you're looking at the clock, and well, wait, wait a second. Um, you know, I, I we're not gonna have time to stop and, and eat at a place. Then you just like, oh well, we'll go and eat at the ballpark. But even even if I'm eating at the ballpark. You know, I want to be there kind of when the gates open and I want to go. Yes. I want to go like kind of eat early before anything. I definitely don't want to like step out and go stand in line for two innings or a half a period or whatever. Um, and, and I think the quality is probably a little better, you know, the earlier you're well, getting. Yeah, it. you're talking about the 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 price too, and I gotta say, I'm I've been a, and I hope I, I hope nobody from the Providence Bruins is listening to this. I've been a season ticket holder for for most of the thirty years that they've been a team, and I learned very early on, especially carting two young kids into the the arena every Friday and Saturday, um, it got pretty expensive. So I learned very early on, and my kids were taught very early on how to smuggle snacks into the stadium. <laughs> so even my kids, oh, even my kids, when they're just three or four, it was easy when they had diaper bags, but then when they were three or four, my daughter was a master of taking a thing of Reese's peanut butter cups, sliding <laughs> it right up her sleeve and just walking in. <laughs> Movie theaters I do that for. Yep. And, uh, and, I, and I, I we figured... A whole... Go ahead. Yeah, and you know, and that tradition continues to this day. Pam and I will sneak our drinks and our snacks in every day, and they all know us, so they don't check us or anything. And we figure, <laughs> not so figure, fast, Mister. You Mrs. get a Baker. you get a soda, and you know, you just say you bring in a soda and a candy bar. You spent under four dollars for that. The soda alone at the dunk is five. You want to yes. get a candy bar? You're talking about a four, so that's nine dollars. So you're we're saving five dollars a piece every game. Multiply that by the twenty five games or so we go to every year. Multiply that by 30 years. I have paid for at least two or three seasons worth of tickets by sneaking mm-hmm. my snacks in. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I know um, when I went to a, when I lived in Cincinnati, uh, my ex-girlfriend, since we have to talk about ex-girlfriend, uh, <laughs> she was shocked how much a, a bottle of Pepsi was. And I think it was $3 at the time. This was 2003. And I looked at her and I said, well, yeah, you're at a ballpark. What, what are you expecting to pay a dollar? <laughs> it was livid. 
live it. So I uh, I laugh at that because how much is a bottle of soda at a major league ballpark now? Probably double five at least oh, yeah. five. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, yeah worst- I just I just don't drink. I'm like I'm not paying five bucks for a soda or ten dollars for a beer, especially. You know you do. You get a souvenir soda that you can get refilled throughout the game. Yeah. Oh, that, my I record mean, is four. There you go. <laughs> By the third one, I was drinking just water. Or the DUI. Some that, places have a DUI. Okay, go ahead, Dave. That that must be that must have been a, at a place without the troughs, right? Mm. Yeah. All those souvenirs. Yeah, then we got rid of the troughs a while ago. Actually, the the killer is the bottles of water, right? Like, which are stupid, ridiculous in a corner store at at, at like two bucks or whatever. They're you know. I love Oscar, I love telling quarter. my students that like, you know, what do you think costs more water or gas? Oh, gas does really do the math. No, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's bottled water. At Gillette, when I left, and I left there in like 2007, it, they were like, you can if you got the big one, I think it was like 750. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, there's a lot of ballparks that are charging a little bit less for food, like the Savannah Bananas. They have an all you can eat with your ticket. I think the tickets are 25 bucks. But it's all you can eat, you know, and and soda. So, yeah, I get it all I can eat. I got to make sure I get my money's worth out of it. Though. Yeah, so that's oh, not yeah. a good thing. Well, see that that's the problem. Then then I then I but go what, home looking for the Pepto Bismol. Yeah, what is it that you're eating? All you can eat, like yeah. popcorn yeah. and dogs and yeah. soda, yeah. fried bologna. How, how much <laughs> sodium are you stuffing in your yeah, face? So hey, it's, uh, uh, Gregory Koch sent us something in the chat here. That's awesome. He's talking about boogs at Camden Yards. Said they got rid of their what do you call it? Their wonderful sauce bar. I love booze. I yeah, used to love like, put it that way. Twenty three wonderful different sauces and some or some absurd number like that. And instead, now they just give out Heinz barbecue sauce. Oh, oh, <laughs> really? Book Powell used to be, used to cook out there, and now well, they'll give you a Heinz barbecue sauce. Yeah, Gregory said oh. the change was because of the COVID precautions, but he says Never. hopefully it comes back. No. No, 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 no. High fructose corn syrup has no business in my barbecue sauce. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. I would throw that at the person who served me that. <laughs> Gregory oh. also talked a little bit about uh, fun times he's had with, uh, with uh, t- not T-shirt cannons, but, you know, T-shirt cannons where they're shooting food into the crowd. No. He said he was at a Potomac Nationals game one time, and uh-huh. they were advertising shooting burritos into the crowd, and he caught one. And instead of it being a nice, delicious burrito, he opened it up. <laughs> it was a coupon to a local restaurant. That's her burrito. Like, well, yeah, that was, was probably better. Like, yeah, let's think about that for a second. It's probably yeah. better. Might have dodged better. a bullet there. Well, I, I was reading <laughs> yeah. Greg's uh, his preview of a Maryland Bobcat soccer game, and he was saying how there was no food there; it was just beer because the food truck didn't come. Yeah. And they said, well, sometimes the food truck comes, sometimes it doesn't. So the only thing they had there to to drink or eat was beer, which he said was reasonably priced. But if you don't drink beer. Right. What if you brought it, you there with your kids? If Yeah, you're there with your kids or you're there with an empty stomach. You're, you're not getting home. You're calling an Uber. <laughs> that's a great story. And that's why uh, I love Stadium Journey, those type of stories there. But yeah. I've never heard that, a place I just had beer. Priorities, man. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah, the food truck. Eh, sometimes it's here, sometimes it's not. And I've heard that story before too. I was at a, a De- I was up in Detroit at an Ultimate Disc game, and they only had chips, like bags of Frito chips and water. And I said, "Yeah, usually we have the uh, the Detroit Coney Dog truck that comes out here, but eh, we don't know where they are today. We don't know. We can't contact anybody." 
So uh, that's the worst. You know, it's one thing to get bad food. It's worse when you're hungry and there's no food. And I, I don't know. Has that happened? You've been to an event and there's just nothing there. And you're like, really? This is it? Candy? Yep. And- yep. Real quick, uh, Zachary Beeson over at YouTube just said, been to over over 100 baseball stadiums. Dogs are far and away the worst hot dog in baseball. That's from Zach. Zach out of uh, Richmond, Indiana, I think. He he and I talk a lot on Twitter. Good good that you're watching. What's his address? Where does he live? I I actually. (laughs) White House. Yeah, uh, pick a fence. I actually do have his address because I, I sent him some uh, sent him some stickers a few weeks ago. <laughs> hey, if any of our listeners would like the Stadium Journey stickers, let us know. You know, stickers that look like yeah. Oh, no, you should. You'd be surprised how many people like that. I've stuff. sent. I, I have sent some out. So if you would like one of these, we'll give us your yeah. address in, in the chat or message one of us on fa- on Twitter, Facebook, well, whatever. Privately, and, and you'll you'll cover the postage, or is it self addressed? Sure, I'll send them out. I'll send them out. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what? Not- uh, to back on back on hot dogs, uh, not entirely stadium related, but a, a, a very disappointing hot dog experience was um, the first time my wife and I went to New York City, and she was like, "We we got to go to Central Park, and we got to have a hot dog at Central Park." Really? Well, and it could was, be good. Could be good. It was boiled. Oh uh, yeah, that's oh well, yeah yeah. And those carts that's you that's they have to keep them warm all day. Yeah, that's it was yeah they were gross. Grace papayas, which is weird because oh. you go. Outside of Central Park, and you smell all the carts like you'd smell the charcoal, right? But then you go to Central Park, and it was all like, well, I don't know. It was, we did it because, you know, New York tourists. There you go. Sometimes you got to do the stuff, right? Yep. Stupid <laughs> well, Canadians. See, gr- see, grow up in New Jersey, we were, my mom would always tell us, eat before you go into New York, like, because New York's expensive. And that was just yeah. ingrained in our head. So when my wife came out with me for the first time in New York City, she wanted to go to like, Bobby Flay's Flavor Town. That's your wife, not a girlfriend, right? <laughs> yes, my wife. I had, I had to think about it. I, I, I think we're married. We're married. Yeah, it was oh, my wife. So the, I am so her, glad Denise does not listen to this. Yeah, me too. The, the well, the, the current woman I, I share a bed with for now. But yeah, she wanted to go to Bobby Flay's Flavor Town, and I said, "No, we have to go to a New Jersey diner and eat." Why do you want to go to New York? So. Joycey, Danny, what's wrong with Guy Fieri? We're in, there is no Guy Fieri slander in this room. Flavortown. Flavortown. I, I love that guy. I got nothing guy, against him, but God gives back to his community. I can't stand watching him eat, but you know, there by the grace of God go I. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do it for me like Giada, but you know, that's that's, that's true. I'm I'm over that. I'm his over wife's that. a Rhode Islander. Yeah, yeah, she is. You're right. Okay. Have we, I like, have we I like Adam Richmond better. Awkward pause, awkward pause, awkward, awkward, awkward pause. Okay, well, we must have had some other terrible foods at a at a stadium. Mm. Besides cheesesteaks and hot boiled hot dogs. And I know I have eaten too many nacho helmets in my day. <laughs> there is no there is no such thing as too many nacho helmets. You take that back. Nachos helmets. Oh, maybe when I was in my 30s or something, but Greg Nach. Greg Koch says raw chicken tenders at RFK Stadium. I'm surprised that you had the balls to eat anything at RFK Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those survived. Old I survived I RFK be- food. Yeah, I can't believe you had the balls to go inside RFK Stadium. I've been there. Oof. Well, <laughs> and you made it out alive, so. I did. I did. 
I mean, I, oh, I that, could, that'll, right, be a, that'll be a fun episode to do one time uh, soon. The uh, cluster F that is Dan Snyder and the Washington, whatever the hell they're called this week. Yeah, that's, that's, that would be quite, that would require a full on uh, documentary. That's, that, that'd be something going on there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I have a, a, a say in the comings and goings of uh, Dan Snyder, but yeah, I have to say. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I'm just. Oh, RFK my... Stadium was DC United by that point. Well, that means nobody was actually working there cooking the food. That's your fault. Yeah, that means no, you got like a. Wild. Not only was it raw, it was probably five years old. It, just yeah, as long as just it didn't say like, there. so long as the chicken or the hot dogs or anything didn't say like locally grown, then there's a chance that it's not a rat. Yeah. Well. And, and, and I, yeah, and I can tell you some other experiences. I know the Indianapolis Indians used used to they served like chicken tenders. And they have like a, a sauce bar. I don't think they have it anymore, but people would just pump their sauces onto the chicken. Of course, that would splatter everywhere and make a hot mess. And nobody would really oh. clean that up until the end. So that really wasn't uh, appealing. Or when they say, hey, you know, put the relish and the onions and the mustard on your hot oh. dogs over there. And that's a hot mess. You know, Any, nobody... anywhere you go that has the condiment yes. bars. And yeah, not the, just the, the condiment bars. Yeah. So, yeah, those things kind of hate the little yeah. packs. Oh gosh! I do too, but it's but when you look at somebody and as someone who's had to clean up condiment bars, yes, many many times, yeah, I'm all I like the uh, the packets better. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a reason for it. And of course, when we had COVID, all that stuff just disappeared. Right. It may come back. Yeah. Uh, it may come back, but yeah, this yeah, COVID yeah. coming back. So why not? Let's hope not. I mean, it's coming back. It's coming yeah. back. Hey, we got it an never... outbreak where I work right now. It never it's left. It's people being stupid. At this point, it's just being people. Being <laughs> oh, you're mixing politics with my sports. I didn't want politics. It's not politics. If you put a pandemic into politics, you're a moron. Don't listen it, to my show. It anyway. goes. Here we go. The sauce Mark, bar. Mark is found a button tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sauce, with Dan. The sauce bar you. is. I'm trying to change the subject. The sauce bar sauce is bar. still in Indianapolis as of last Tuesday. Oh, really? Is is that from Zach? That's from Zach. Yeah, that's from right. that's from Zach who lives in where? No, I'm just kidding. Don't say Richmond, Virginia. No, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Someone did that the other night on the stream. Uh, somebody came into the chat. A friend of mine purposely said something dirty, and then he had just you know privately told us he got a promotion where he was. And my friend on stream just happens to go, "Hey, congratulations at the promotion at blah 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 school." And I'm like, "Oh my uh, god! Oh, I had to delete the comment. I deleted the stream. I was like, we just lost all of it. Thank you. Appreciate that." Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. So. So, so the we, sauce bar is at. So I'll have something to look forward to when I go go to a victory field game, which you know I love victory field, but yeah, sometimes some stuff right, makes I'm me kind of sick. I'm gonna say this like my weight. She, uh, okay. Yeah, right. I know everybody else is fatter than me. Uh huh. I'm gonna say this for Badash oh, because she's tried to tell it three. No, you're not. Tried to tell it three times, and if I don't, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. The rookie cookie fry box, a decadent. Of boat French fries, yes, French fries, smothered in chocolate sauce, caramel sauce, crumbled Oreos, bits of chocolate chip cookies, and miniature marshmallows. Where is that? That's like evil poutine. <laughs> evil poutine. Where would okay. you get that? That that just reminded me of like the one bad food story I could think of before this, and then I totally missed it. So in uh, in Buffalo. 
that we can help. Pizza logs are are like a thing, right? Really? It's basically like, uh, you know, like I don't know, like apple, like a, uh, um, you know, like Finger those foods. apple pie that yeah, you get yeah. at McDonald's, like the deep fried yeah. dough, right? But with pizza stuff in. It. Sounds good. Not quite, not like egg rolls exactly, but eh, kind of like egg rolls. Yeah, yeah I'm looking right? at a picture here. So they got pizza logs, but then they also got apple logs, right? So the pizza logs come with marinara. The apple logs come with caramel sauce. So we're at the Bison's game. Oh, Jackson the says, will oh no. Jackson says, hey, can I have some apple logs? Sure, no problem. Get the Ask them By the way, the apple logs. Great. Apple logs. Here we go. Open up the, the little caramel dunk it. Jackson takes a, uh, a log, dunks it in, bites it. Pizza log <laughs> in the caramel. And, uh, and caramel. Uh, was it good? No. No. <laughs> I think he's kept eating it anyway. Although now, that oh, he was a kid. older and more mature, he claims that he did not keep eating. But yeah, that was pretty nasty. He didn't know. Not that the pizza logs are bad in and of themselves, <laughs> but pizza logs and caramel sauce, not so stellar. By the way, to finish this out, Badash says you can get the rookie cookie fry box at Reds games. Okay. Really? All right. Yes. The rookie, yeah, the Reds have uh, some interesting like they have the, the Reds are not Reds fans are not gonna like the show. We talked bad about <laughs> Skyline Chili. Now the well, well, cookie. I like Skyline Chili. You, you know what? I talked bad about Skyline. I did not talk bad about Gold Star or Camp Washington or Empress. Right? <laughs> See? Wait till they hear what they have yeah, to say about the river. You didn't say bad things about those because you said you gave up on Cincinnati chili altogether. So you yeah. probably haven't eaten there. <laughs> yeah, well, see, well, see, that's the thing in Indianapolis. The only place you can get it is at a skyline. There's not any local proprietor or anybody else who was, you know, expanded out here. So and when I go to Cincinnati, I I do go to some places that I like to eat, but it's it's not gonna be Cincinnati chili. And it's all because of, uh, you know, that, that guy over with the Cyclones, Mr. Everett Fitzhugh. So thank you, Everett. Hope you ha- hope you're having fun in Seattle. Got Mark name dropping all over the place. <laughs> name <All right>. dropping. <laughs> he was a great guy. He, he was, no, he was a good guy. He deserved, he's a, he's a trendsetter. So uh, love to have him on here to talk about that one day, but that's another story. So join us another time for press box food stories. We can do part story. two. Apparently we can keep going with this. Remember when I shat my pants in Batesville because of your food. Okay, go ahead. And that's where we're going to wrap up today's <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh, I can't make it back home. Okay. Yeah. Well, you talked about bad food. I mean, come yeah, on. Bad the, food gives you bad the, stomach predict- the predictable outcome of bad food. I know. I, I I will wrap us up with with not a bad story about bad food, but a kind of a funny story from my days in, in the McCoy Stadium uh, concessions. So McCoy, at one point, McCoy was known even at their heyday for just having kind of a basic menu. We didn't have anything fancy there. Not not where they were never trendsetters or anything like that. But one time they decided we're going to get fancy at McCoy and we're going to make this barbecue platter and we're going to have you know, pulled fancy pulled pork on it. We're going to have baked beans. Or we're going to have coleslaw on it. And they made this made this big deal, one homestand. And since I was running that concession stand, I was in charge of it. We made this nice plate that looked beautiful. And the price, this was back in the early 2000s. So the price, I think, was about 10 bucks for this plate. The owner of the team, Ben Mondar, came up one game 
the, you know, the, the first game, we were about to debut this big new menu item. And he came up, <laughs> took one, to, and Ben Mondor, for anybody who's, who ever knew the Paw Sox, very old school, old fashioned kind of guy. And his claim for the Paw Sox was always to make it family friendly and very affordable. So he came up, took one look at this thing, and he says, this fucking thing costs double what a ticket costs. Get it out of here. And guess what was no longer on the menu? The barbecue platter. Nice. Wow. So that's all the time we have for tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed our discussions, and thanks for everyone who participated in it. We love to hear your stories, sometimes better than our own stories, right? So uh, thanks again for listening. Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? You can follow me online not editing the two F-bombs out of this episode at DanLaw83. That F-bomb was a big part of the story I had. Couldn't I know, that's that why. I really, I messaged you on the download saying, hey, uh, wrap up soon, and don't worry, I'll edit out that F-word, but then you just dropped one for the story. I'm like, you know what? Wow. I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving that one in. <laughs> I just talked about defecation. PG-13. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. That's going to be a highlight, and I'm very excited. This is the first one I'm going to edit since I have... No, no, I have certain people that I now work with that watch my social media account that uh, I'm going to do the ads, you know, the video clips to promote the shows with funny sound effects in place of the curse words that go through. So I'm actually very excited. Nice. I, I don't know. It. I'm thinking duck quack or dolphin. <laughs> Find out a Danlo 83. There you go. Hey, Mark, any stadium journeys planned for you? Where can our listeners follow you online? Oh, you can follow me online at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter and YouTube. I have a channel. I have 790 subscribers. I'm trying to hit 800, maybe even 900 in the near future. Uh, I just hit some ballparks up in Purdue, uh, the softball and baseball field. I have never been to a softball game, like a collegiate softball game. I had a great time. It was There's a story coming up. I just posted it today. I think that'll be up in a few weeks, so uh, you can check that out. I'm not sure where I'm going in the next few weeks. I have uh, I have some options. It's just waiting for this Indiana weather weather to agree with me. It's going to be cold and rainy again this week, so I may not be going anywhere. Uh, I do want to go down to IU to their ballpark, and I want to go to Ball State to their ballpark, but we'll see what Mother Nature says. So until that comes uh, to fruition, just check out my stories on Stadium Journey, and uh, yeah, go to go to my YouTube page. I got some some cool videos there you can check out as well when the weather is a little nicer. Ball State can't Ball say State. that without giggling like a little stupid kid. Ball State, <laughs> Ball State. <laughs> That's where David Letterman went, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Take a look at that. Jim Beautiful. Davis is from there too, the creator of Garfield. Oh, so that's why there's a statue of Odie and Garfield outside the. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he went to Ball. Grounds. Yeah, I don't know if he went to Ball State. Well, well, that's they're there as well as uh, I think they're the official mascots of Indiana uh, farmers. But there's that Indiana connection. Yes, yes. Yeah. Garfield is is a Hoosier. Him and Odie. All right, Dave. Where can our listeners follow you online? And any stadium journeys coming up for you? Uh, you can follow my social media, which distinctively lacks F-bombs, uh, at Profan9. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything specific, um, on the horizon, so who knows? Uh, got some obstructed views. <laughs> it's, it, we've been on an obstructed view hiatus, I think. Um, but we couldn't see because we were obstructed. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ba-ba-ba-ba-da-ba. 
No, uh, actually, it's 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 kind of the opposite. It was that like I went places and had to start writing things, and then suddenly couldn't do video editing. How dare you? Um, but yeah, so hopefully some instructed views coming up soon. But uh, uh, follow that at Profane. That's good because I got a lot of beers lined up waiting to go. Okay. All right, and uh, you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter and Instagram, and I do have a YouTube page too. I think I might have three followers. <laughs> you can follow that at Puckman RI. Upcoming trips for me. Hey, this weekend, doubleheader baseball game. Gonna head up to the wonderful city of Worcester, and and I say that with all sarcasm intended. Uh, gonna catch Holy Cross, and then uh, head on over to Polar Park and check out the Woo Sox. They they play their weekend games at four o'clock, which I love because it's ideal for making doubleheader trips. So yeah, that's nice. Thank you, and, Booster. And uh, we got a bunch of P Bruins game uh, games coming up as the AHL season winds to a close. It, crazy, the AHL is here, guys. The regular season ends at the end of April. They will not be giving out the Calder Cup till the end of June this year. Nuts. Mm. Yep, Memorial like Cup, a... Calder Cup, Stanley Cup, NBA Cup. Wow. NBA playoffs starting yeah. right now. Well, that's like They're the East. Now. Yeah, but yeah, they, they go until June anyway. They yeah. do. They play one game a week. Yeah, you can see hockey and baseball in July here in Indiana. It's great. There you go. You can, you can have the you rare can July. Enter yourself some basketball, hockey, and baseball all at once. All in July. <laughs> in, yeah, in June. Again, follow me at my adventures at Puckman Ri, where there's an occasional f bomb, not too many. And remember, you can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories at our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Our audio versions of the podcast can be found at HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcasts. Video simulcast can be found at Stadium Journey's YouTube page, which you probably already know if you're watching it. And our classic back catalog can still be found at VOCNation.com. And live streams happen every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at DanLaw.tv. And in two weeks, our next live stream will happen. That's April 26th, for those of you keeping score. We will be discussing the reorganization of minor league baseball one year later. Should be (laughs) pretty interesting. Spoiler alert. What was good? What was bad? What was indifferent? Thanks, everyone, for your support. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe stadium journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road again real soon.